We thank God you have tuned in to this message by David Entry at Caris Church. No hand can help you with the fulfillment of your destiny but the Word of God. May God's hand align with you further into your destiny through this Word. Open your Bibles to Psalm 150. I think we should all read it out together from your... It doesn't matter your version, just read it the way you see it. Amen? Are you ready? All right, let's go. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbal. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbal. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for giving us the privilege to assemble as a congregation in your name. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together to fellowship with one another and with you. As we hear your word, give us the grace to hear from you. Grant us the listening ears. Grant us circumcised ears. Grant us opened ears that we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thank you that as your word is coming, revelation is dawning. Thank you that as your word is coming, clarity is coming. Thank you that as your word is coming, healings, miracles, testimonies are being released. We give you praise and we vow never to stop and cease to give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today I just want to talk about the mystery of praise and thanksgiving. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, the Apostle Paul tells the church of Ephesus, the official church, that pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. It didn't say the mystery. It says that I may make known the mystery of the gospel, not just the mysteries of life, but the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel. So when you look at the gospel, there are aspects of what we teach from scripture which ordinary people cannot get unless they are enlightened by the power of the Holy Ghost. So the mystery of the gospel, do you know why unbelievers tend to open their mouth and think they have the right to run commentary on the things we do in church? It's because the things we practice, there's a mystery aspect of it that the unlearned and untrained spiritually cannot get. You can be highly educated and still very illiterate when it comes to the things of God. And usually, most people think they have the right to run their mouth on, well, why are you going to church on a Sunday? (laughs) Why are you singing in church? Why are you giving in church? Why are you serving in church? And most people with their carnal understanding and instinct want to define 
how people should relate with God. But really, everything concerning the gospel and the things that concern or accompany our salvation have some mystery aspects to it. The mystery of the gospel. So Paul said, pray for me. So I will boldly declare the mystery. When I open my mouth to speak it, sometimes it is so mysterious that you might not even feel confident enough to speak it because of the faces and the political attitudes of people listening to you. So it says that, pray that we will boldly, I will be given utterance to declare the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel in Colossians chapter 4, verse 3, talks about, pray for us to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. You see, it's the mystery that has put him in chains. Because if it's something that everybody understands, it will be easy for everybody to agree. And if it's something that everybody agrees, they will rise up and oppose you or attack him. They were attacking him and arresting him, put him in prison because he's teaching, not that he's teaching anything wrong, he wasn't teaching falsehood, but it was mystery and the people listening didn't like it and they didn't agree. So now the gospel has mystery aspects of the gospel. Much of it has to be taught after you are born again. That's why much of your Christian life must be given to listening to teachings. Other than that, you cannot grow in Christ outside of teachings. And it is your teachings that will determine the quality of your spirituality. Why teachings? Somebody said, God speaks to me personally. I, I know God. No, 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 no. He doesn't, God doesn't do that. If he's going to speak to you personally, he will point you to the things in scripture which must be explained to you. He said there was a revival in Samaria, and yeah, Samaria, and the spirit takes Philip out of town where the revival is to go and meet one man who was trying to read the Bible. Ethiopian, you know, he was reading the Bible, but Philip said, do you understand what you said? How can I? Someone needs to explain these things to me. And a lot of people are reading it to, using their own understanding to read it, and then later I say, oh, this whole thing is contradicting itself because you just don't understand it. You know, so it is necessary that much of your Christian life should be hinged on teaching. Today, being the last Sunday of the year and the last day of the year, I think it's just appropriate to just come and be singing and rejoicing in his name. That is important. If we have one hour rejoicing or two hours rejoicing and singing, oh, it's so fantastic. That's why we have praise night. And it would be good that we do that now. But you know what? Two hours of praising God without understanding won't take you much. Five minutes of praising God with understanding is more powerful and potent than two hours of praising without appropriate understanding. So when you read the Bible in Psalm 47 verse 7, it said, praise the Lord with understanding. There must be there a reason. You know what you are doing. When you see an artist painting something, you will understand when he starts, but he knows where he's going. You must know what you are doing when you are praising. In, in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, oh boy, I like that text. I like that text. Romans chapter 11, verse 36, it said, for of, I think it's better we all read it together. Is that okay? Sometimes it's nice when we read the Bible publicly and loudly. Let's all go, let's go. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. One more time. For of him 
and to him and are all things. To whom be the glory forever. Amen. Wow. For tells you as an explanation to some conversations that have been going on. After all these powerful things Paul has been teaching, in fact, if you want to really know from a legal standpoint the legalities behind our salvation, Christian salvation, you have to know more about Romans. But after Paul said all these things, so many things, he said, for, for of him, through him and to him are all things. This is what theologians call the big God theology. This scripture is divided into two. The first half, and say, the first half is called the big God theology. The big God, let's all say the big God theology. What does that mean? It says, for of him, through him. It says that of him, through him, and to him are all things. It's telling you how, how big this God we are dealing with is. In theological terms, there are two types of glory of God. We have the intrinsic glory. I taught on this a while ago. Intrinsic is inherent. You don't have to do anything to it. Whether you praise him or not, you don't pray. Whether you don't praise him, whether you praise him, whether you sing, you don't sing, whether you come to church, you don't come to church, it doesn't change who God is. Hey, he says, that big God theology said, of him. We are of him. You didn't show up by yourself. We are of him. And it's a through him are all things. Everything that is happening is not that God is not aware. God is in control. That's big God theology. In spite of the negative things going on in your life, which doesn't put a smile on your face, that troubles you. If God is with you, that means that he's in control. How can God be with Joseph and he found himself in prison after being framed and being lied upon? And they threw him in prison and he was there for not one year, not two years, for a while without God intervening. Where are you, God? Big God theology. <laughs> Big is only God who can create life out of death. So when he says he will show up, even when you die and he says he will show up, he will show up. That is the kind of God Abraham attempted to trust. So when God told Abraham, sacrifice Isaac on the altar for me, but Abraham said, but you said Isaac is the one through whom everybody did. After Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17. You said Isaac is the one through whom every blessing will come. Whatever my, the meaning to my life is embedded in Isaac. Now, if I get rid of him, how can... But Abraham knew that this is a big God. He understand the big God theology. So he, he judged that even if I kill him, God will still be able to make him come back to... Oh, big God theology. When you understand the big God theology, nothing scares you in life. When you understand the big God theology, sometimes, particularly, I think, uh, the Yoruba, most, most nations and most tribes and most communities. But the Yoruba and then in Ghana at a particular tribe called the Ashantis and the Yorubas, they have a lot of big, big name for God. When you see them mentioning God and describing God, it is even the names they ascribe to God. In fact, years ago when I used to be in Redeem, somebody told me, it's a Yoruba language, it says Alagbara. The name itself it's, it's mouthful. Alagbara. What's the meaning of Alagbara? The most powerful one, Alagbara. 
Alagbara. <laughs> they ascribe Alagbara to God. So, see, when you grow in a culture and a tradition which makes God so big that nothing can intimidate God, you don't struggle to trust God to show up. No, yes. It doesn't matter what you find yourself in, you still know this Alagbara can show off anytime. Big God theology. He said, of him, through him, to him are all things. If you can get your theology of God right, this is the intrinsic glory of God. He just is. Can I be a bit, um, don't mind me, but me too, I don't understand it, but I learned it. When I used to be redeemed, he said, Kilo Oleshe. Olorumi. What is the meaning of that? What, can, what is it that you cannot do? Can you imagine? What is Yeah, what is oyigi yigi? There's no English word to describe the oyigi yigi. But it's God oyigi yigi. Unshakeable. Oyigi yigi. Can you imagine? It sounds like tongues, but it's actually language. <laughs> when you have big God theology, invariably results in glorious doxology. So he said, for of him, through him, and to him are all things. Now we have the ascribed glory for him. So the intrinsic glory and the ascribed glory all in one text. The intrinsic glory is the big God theology, who he is, and then when you get it, you can't help but to give him the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Big God theology. Listen, when you come into contact with the intrinsic glory, you can't help but to give the ascribed, oh my God. Shall glory! Shall glory! He said, when you pray, say, our Father, who art in heaven, Start with it. As soon as you recognize who you are dealing with, ascribe to him first. Hallowed be your name. And your prayer is not valid until you seal it with the fact that thine is thy kingdom, the power. For how long? For how long? For how long? Shout hallelujah. Let anyone threaten you. Don't be afraid. Tell them you got you're coming to make my recently a songwriter wrote a song and sang a song. He says, I don't walk alone. I walk with God the Father. I walk with God the Son. I walk with God the I get back in <laughs> I know they walk alone. Hallelujah. I have backing, and guess who is backing me? Hey. Yeah. 
I want to ask you, this year, the reason why you are still standing is not because of your doctors. Not because you go to the gym. But because there is a big Himself has chose to be your security. I am concerned about your enemies. I am concerned the way they are trying to take you up because they are provoking this big God. Pastor David in the Bible had understanding of the big God. He said, Who is this uncircumcised? That is why in all scripture, there is nobody who prays like David. Because he understood the big God. Big God. Tell somebody, I serve a very big God. The songwriter said, I serve a very big God. Even the devil knows. He said, I serve a big God. Shall big God. The greater your knowledge of him, the bigger he can be in your life. So to some people, God is very small. He's tiny. And he'll only be tiny in your life. But the more you understand, that's why you cannot afford not to be taught of God. The Bible says, it says that let him who boasts in Jeremiah. So let him who boasts. He should boast that he knows the Lord. Don't boast in your riches. Don't boast in where you live. Don't boast in your contacts. Don't boast about who you know or what links you have. He said, if anyone boasts, let him boast that he knows Jeremiah chapter 9. Let him boast that he knows the Lord. Let him that glory, glory, glory in this, that he understands and knoweth me. Oh, yeah. That means you can understand God and you can know him. That I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. I delight in this, and declares the Lord. If anyone will boast, the verse 23 said, let him not boast about the things you have. Don't boast about you are a wise man, you are, you are well educated, and you are this, and you are a mighty person, you have this, you have riches. It's those things. Don't boast that. Let your confidence that you have a big God theology. Someone said, big God. big God. So quickly, it's important to understand that there are things that can provoke praise naturally. Things that can provoke grace. One of them is what I've been speaking about, the theology. Big God theology. For of him, through him, to him are all things. Then naturally, the ascribed glory follows to whom be glory forever. Number two, your revelation of God. Bible says that he has done Ephesians chapter one from verse five, six, is that he did all these things to the praise of his glory. He has done all these things to the praise of his glory. And so when you have revelation about Christ and his works in our lives, it provokes praise. Praise can come spontaneously based on the revelations you have of God and his power. Hallelujah. And then praise can also be provoked spontaneously by virtue of someone being a bit thoughtful. 
if you can think about things, you see, sometimes you take things for granted. You lost your job. You should thank God you didn't lose your life. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to think about how God has delivered you from what almost could have been something very, very disastrous in your family. How God has spared you. How, oh, if there's nothing you can thank God for, at least thank God for the fact that you have a place you can hear his word. For some of us, had it not been for a church like this by now, your story would be very messy. Messy, messy story. Messy. But I am, so sometimes, as I normally say, that if you pause to think, you will have a cause to thank. If you pause to think, you will have the cause to thank. Meditate on the things God has done and it will shock you. How many prayers that have been answered you haven't remembered? Oh yeah. A lot of prayers get answered and we forgot we actually prayed. It's only reflection that makes us remember, oh yeah, I prayed about this guy liking me and actually liked me, married me. I even forgot about that. <laughs> when your sister or your brother didn't come home and late, he was still not, you were worried. What if something has happened? Oh God, please. You are phoning and that line is not going through. Lord, let it be that it's just the battery that is dead, but not someone has. And three hours later, he shows up, say, ah, finally, I've seen you. Instead of remembering to give God thanks, he answered that prayer. Oh, he said, oh no, you know my phone, I just, I was tired, so I switched it off. And so that carried you away. You forgot that God has actually, because it could have also been the other one. Because at that material moment, you were not in control. Circumstances could have turned anyway, but it happened that it turned in a way that didn't bring you sorrow. If you pause to think, you have a cause to thank. Meditation provokes praise. And one of the biggest things that provoke praise is gratitude. See, when you think God hasn't done enough, you struggle to give him thanks. And when we are praising, you think, oh, it's just music. It's just, uh, you think God hasn't done enough. <laughs> so, so when we are in church and say that this is the last Sunday of the year, look at how God has been good to us. He says, oh, yeah. Well, I'll be the Others are there anyway. So. But you forgot that others are also not there. <laughs> others are also there, but not as free as you. Circumstances are very dynamic. So it is important to be grateful to God. When you are thankful to God, it provokes a certain dimension of praise. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Be thankful. Be, those of you who are mothers, be thankful for your children. Those of you who are fathers, be thankful that you have a child. Be thankful that your child is at least alive. Gratitude provokes praise. Now. Quickly, let me just add this because we need to start demonstrate praise to God. Why should I praise God? Number one, because it's a command. Psalm 113 verse 1. Psalm 1 the, the scripture we read, Psalm 150 verse 6. Psalm 113 verse 1, it says, I praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 150 verse 
6, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 150 verse 1 says that, praise ye the Lord, praise God in the sanctuary, praise him in the firmament office. It's a, it's a command, praise him. And Psalm 117 verse 1, the Bible continues to tell us that, praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye people. So why should I praise God? Is a command. Number two, in Psalm 33 verse 1, why should I praise God? Because the Bible says that, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. Praise is calmly for the upright. Give us a different NIV. Let's see how I put it. Calmly. Praise is calmly. It's a wonderful thing to praise God. It's, it's fitting. It's, 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 just, it's, it's just good. It's appropriate to do that. It's fitting. When your father, your, your daughter is hungry, or your son is hungry, or your child is hungry, it's just right to park somewhere to get a, uh, buy something for the child to eat. It's not something that you are doing anything bad. So it is fitting in the same way it is appropriate. And the Bible said praise is fitting. Praise is calmly for the righteous. If you are a righteous person, then when we come to church and we are praising God, don't think we are doing something youthful. Don't think we are doing something uh, just as honestly. No, it is fitting to praise God. It is fitting. It is calmly. It's right. It's right. It's appropriate behavior. It's rather inappropriate if you don't praise God as a righteous person. So praise is a command. Praise is wonderful or is calmly. And then number three, why should we praise God? Because he is good and his mercy endures forever. God is good. Why do you have to praise God? Because God is good. But look at the things going on in your life. It doesn't matter. God is good. The sun is hot, but right now if you go out, I don't think you, you feel the heat. Because, the, 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 see, the, it's daytime, it's almost midday, and there's no sun, the sun is not hot. No, the sun is not always hot. Your condition doesn't determine the nature of the sun. The nature of the sun is not determined by your condition. If you can be exposed to the sun somewhere else, you realize it's hot. So the, the fact is God is good. The fact that you are sad doesn't mean God has ceased to be good. The fact that things are not working the way you expect it to work doesn't mean God has not been good or God has ceased to be good. So we're praising God he's good, not because you feel he's good, not because you feel things are good. We praise God because he's good and his mercy, his mercy, in fact, that word, mercy, if you really understand it, even that alone will provoke an appropriate response from your heart to God. That God is merciful when he should have exposed you, when he should have striked you, when something negative should have happened to you and it would have been warranted. He still withheld judgment. Yeah. Yeah. When you made the biggest mistake in your life, when it should have cost you so much for some reason, for some reason, it looks like God winked. Yeah. People have done things and they didn't survive anymore. And it, they have done smaller ones and it has cost them so much. And you have done bigger ones and look at you. You're still going on. God has been merciful to you. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 124, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, 
Let Israel say, it's a challenge. I dare you to say it's not God. Say it's not God. And let, let's see. And let, provoke God to withdraw his protection. Say Nebuchadnezzar thought this thing is not God. Actually, can you imagine that God gave Nebuchadnezzar dominion? He gave him the power. He gave him the jurisdiction. Even though he never knew God, God gave him. And he, he said, look at how my hands have built all this, my glory, all this. And God says that I will show you that the most high rules in the affairs of men. He became a beast for seven years. He became an animal, like a human being. A king, he's a king. He eventually was in the forest, crawling on his feet and with uh, uh, eating grass. The man who thought he was the most powerful man. And because of him, he says, God is nothing. I am the one. God said, okay, I think I need to withdraw the privileges. I won't kill you. You have to live to see. And Bible says in Daniel chapter 4, at the end of it, Nebuchadnezzar opened his mouth and started praising God. What? He opened his mouth and started praising God. Daniel chapter 4, verse 34, at the end of the times, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and oh, and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from This is someone who wants to apologize that God doesn't matter. He said, God doesn't matter. Now, why someone says, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist. Don't be, don't be, don't make it, don't, like the religious people, some religious people, when you are not serving their God, they, are, they hate you. No, they don't have time for that. Because you serve a big God. He, he, can, he can defend, you don't have to fight for him. He can defend himself. He can defend. What we are called to fight for is to contend for the gospel so no one dilutes it. So when they say that they are trying to infiltrate the gospel, our job is to fight and make sure we, we maintain the purity of what God is saying. But we don't fight for God. How well, can you fight for God? Why would you worship a God you have to fight for? <laughs> so Nebuchadnezzar was humble because God's message endured. Psalm 106 verse 1. Psalm 106 verse 1, it talks about how his message Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Why? He's good. When we are dancing, have that in your mind. Oh, God is good. God is good. In his mercy, I've not buried a child. God is good. 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 This whole year, I felt so sick. I thought something ever would happen. But look at me. Today, I'm able to dance. Why won't I use my energy to dance? Use your strength to praise him. Use your strength to praise him. Number four, reason why we should praise him is the highest expression of thanks. The more thankful you are, the more praiseful you become. When they came out of the Red Sea, Bible said they took a timbre and they started singing. I will sing unto the Lord. Exodus chapter 15. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider is thrown into the sea. The God, my God, has become my victory. He's my father's God. He said, and Miriam answered them, sing to the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider is thrown into the sea. And he says that 
I think it's a, the, the one I'm looking for is the verse one, two, three. Early. But he said there was the right. The God is my God, my father's God. I will exalt him. He has become my victory. He's my God. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider is thrown into the sea. Verse 2, please. The, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him. He is my father's God. I will exalt him. Hallelujah! We praise him because it's an expression, the highest expression of thanks. And number five, we praise him for his works. When you look at the things God is doing, his works alone, he commands you, wow, wow. I, God is about to wow somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about to wow. You see, the reason why a lot of people lack testimonies in their life is not because they are not praying, because they are not praising. I'm telling you, try the praise route and see if you won't see the fearful acts of God. Try it and see. I know sometimes your heart is sad. So, Pastor, when things are bad, my heart is sad. I would like to praise him, but I'm broken. How can I praise him? David said to his soul, why, why are thou disquieted within me, my soul? Why, 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 are, why are you sad inside me? Sometimes you have to address your soul. Call your soul, get a chair, put your soul on the chair. I said, let's have a meeting. So why are you so down? <laughs> why are you so down? He said that, why are thou cast down? Oh, my soul. Why are thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. You won't stop me from praising God. I'll praise him. I will praise him. Doesn't matter what is going on. I will yet praise him. In Habakkuk chapter 3. He says, though the fig tree will not blossom, verse 17. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the stall, yet, ah, yes, I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, how do you praise? Quickly, number one, with a heart of gratitude. When you are praising God, be thankful as you praise God. Number two, with various expressions, uh, physical expressions. That's how you praise God. Various physical expressions. So, what are some of the physical expressions we can deploy in praising God? Like dancing. We read the foundational scripture, Psalm 150. It said, praising with a dance. Praising with a dance. No one has the right to say, I don't know how to dance. Even animals can dance. Yes. Dancing has, doesn't have to be in tune with the beat. <laughs> you can just do your own thing. You can, you can just do your own thing. You don't need the beats. You can just do it. Let some have the groove. You don't have to have the groove. Yeah. You, you can still do it. That's right. Because it's an expression, an expression which is born from the heart. So expressions like dancing, Psalm 100 verse 1, it says that, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Yeah. You see? And Psalm, 
Psalm, Psalm 47, verse 1, he says, Clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God. So watch this. Shouting is also one of the expressions of praise. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew word is Shabak. Shabak. One of the expressions of praise. So dancing is an expression of praise. Shouting is a physical expression of praise. And then singing. In Exodus chapter 15, we saw Miriam and Moses, when they came out, they sang, verse 1. They started to sing praises. So then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. So when he said, I'll verse 2, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider is thrown in Israel. They were actually praising him. They are singing. Bible said, we just read Psalm 150. It says, praise him with a song. Praise him with a song. So 150, it talks about um, praise him with a timbrel and a dance. Praise him in a string instrument. Praise him on the loud instrument. Praise him in the symbol. Let everything that has a, uh, Praise the Lord in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. And then praise him for his acts. Praise the excellence in his excellence. Then he's talking about the musical instruments. So you can praise God in singing. Bible says that they appointed Second Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 20 downwards. And then the Spirit of the Lord from verse 15 came upon Jehaziel and he prophesied and he said, Fear not Israel, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's verse 15. The battle is not yours. He said, Tomorrow go down to the valley of Tekoa, for God will deliver them in your hands. And Bible says that when they had appointed singers, yes, when they had appointed singers, they, so afterwards they appointed from verse 19 and verse 20. When they had consulted with the people, they appointed those who, watch this, those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, so the army was led by singers. Is it not a mystery? Is it rather the other way around that singers should be led by the army? For security reasons, and then this time you are going to war and you are being led by singers. No, let the army, let those who have the weapons, who are trained to fight, lead. And then when they clear, then you sing and come. But no, God said, do it the other way around. If you want me to be engaged, do it the other way around. So the singers went ahead of the army and they were singing and saying that, praise the Lord for his message. And that's all they were singing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And as they went, the story was a different story altogether. Amen. So you praise God with singing. You praise God with rejoicing. Rejoicing. So that's why most of our services must be characterized with some excitement and joy. No excitement about music per se, but excitement about God, who is the object, who is the title, who is the focus of our singing. Yes. There's this excitement. There should be. So you praise God in rejoicing, in jubilating. The Hebrew word for that kind of praise is Hallel. You are making your boast and jubilating. That's what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 6 when the Ark of the Covenant was coming to Jerusalem. The Bible said David danced with all his might. That was how he was praising God. That's right, that's right. He danced with all his might. So one of the expressions of praise is to rejoice, jubilate. Psalm 100 verse 2 and 3 says that, Serve the Lord with hope. I can't hear you. Serve the Lord with hope. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3. Know that, Lord. that the Lord, he is God. 
It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are the people of, uh, we are the people and the sheep of his pasture. You have to know this and come before him rejoicing. So one of the physical expressions of praise is, as I said, dancing, shouting, singing, rejoicing, kneeling. Sometimes you can need the posture, different postures you can employ. And then let me add this quickly, raising of hands. He said, I love to stand and rejoice. Lift my hands and raise my voice. You raise your hands. Bible said they lifted their hands and they began to praise God. So lifting of hands is also an expression of praise. Sometimes maybe you have a problem with your waist or with your leg. And it's really, you can't even stand up, but your hands can go up. Your hands can go up. So it, we all don't have to do the same thing. You can use any of them, but me, I like using all of it. I'm dancing, I'm raising my hand, I'm making all of it. Hallelujah! So, now, how do you praise God with a heart of gratitude, with the various expressions? Number three, making music unto his name. I've spoken about that briefly. So, singing and making music can be an aspect, an expression of praising God. Number four, declaring the big God theology. So we are, I serve a very big God, even the devil. You are, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great. You are declaring the big God theology. Sometimes it's good to sing our theology. Not sometimes, always. Sing our theology. Sing the what we believe about God. Let's sing it. How big he is. How good he is. How merciful he is. How forgiving he is. How loving he is. Sing it. Hallelujah. So we sing praises by declaring the big God theology. Last two, when you sing praises, you, uh, you, if you want, sometimes, you, how about when your feelings are low? You have to override your feelings and praise him. Because it's not necessarily feeling seated. It's gratitude seated. Heart that is saturated with gratitude. So even though you feel down, there's always a reason to praise God. So you switch on to your reason, not your feeling. Else, a lot of the time you won't praise God. Especially when the weather changes. And then finally, finally, last two, how do you praise God in the congregation? Chai, I like that one. Take advantage of the Psalm 35 verse 18, Psalm 109 verse 30, and then Psalm 111 verse 1. That's easy to remember then. I like that one. I like the ones that are easy to remember. Psalm 111 verse what? 1. Let's look at that and then Psalm 111 verse 1. What does it say? Let's go. Let's read it out. Let's go. I'll praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Yeah. I'll praise the Lord with my whole heart. It's from your heart. It's deep from inside. That's the next point. The next point is praise him wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. Amen. So five points on how to praise. Number one, with gratitude. Number two, with various physical expressions. Number three, making music unto the Lord. Number four, declaring the big God theology. Number five, overriding your feelings where need be. Number six, in the congregation of the saints. And number seven, wholeheartedly. How many of you believe your God is big? Yes. 
This is the last day of the year. It is asking for big God theology, ascribing glory to God. We are going to rise up and just for a few moments, for about five minutes, as I said, we are going to dance. Please, don't let anybody intimidate you. Be like David. David's wife, who was a princess, looked at David and despised David. But David said, watch this. David said, I'll even do more. I'll even do more. It's about time. Listen, it's about time. You forget about your dignity when it comes to praising God. Just, I'm not saying that disrespect yourself, but give God so much that you really don't care what anyone... Uh, uh, how can you dance like that? I'm dancing before God. How can you be shouting like that? I'm shouting unto God. How can we be singing so loud? When you go to a party, do you ask someone, how are you dancing like that? <laughs> a genuine Christian student struggle to give God praise. In the midst, as I said the other time, there's a dimension of praise that can never be given except in the context of a congregation. You always need a congregation. You can do it privately. But then, besides the private praise, there is another praise that can only happen in a congregation. Another dimension of praise. And when we come together, that's why there must be always opportunity to praise God. And this morning, boy, we're going to give him some praise. Is somebody grateful here? Is somebody grateful here? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. We pray you have been strengthened and enlightened. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also hear many more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and the Carriage Church app. Don't forget to like and share the message. Be blessed.